Hey, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Geek vs. Podcast. This is a nerd's eye view of pop culture. This week, we all watch The Push, which is currently available on Netflix. The Push is basically a social experiment to see if Darren Brown can convince someone else to kill somebody. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little crazy. It's a little serious. In fact, Casey even said, this is the type of stuff we normally cover, but it's pretty popular right now. It's pretty hot. It's pretty interesting, and it's available to everyone with Netflix. No, we don't get paid for that. It's just an interesting watch, and so we all watch it, and we chat a bit about it. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you can't subscribe, subscribe in your favorite podcast app. That would be super awesome. So now this is Geek vs. The Push. Things are about to get weird. <laughs> so this this week uh, we all well, I'm actually tell you how, how I first heard about the push. How's it work? Oh, uh, uh, Chris Evans, Dakota Fanning. Like, there's these three power type people. Like, they can move stuff with their mind. Some can predict the future. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to I, do I, that joke. Ah, uh, well, us. I... <laughs> And a coworker was just randomly talking about, you ever seen that old Chris Evans movie? And I was like, yo. No, but a coworker was talking about it. And he was like, hey, have you seen that new Netflix thing where they, they, they try to get this dude to kill somebody? And I was like, uh, no. That doesn't sound fun. I'm not on that dark web stuff. You know? Yeah. Uh, I don't know what you guys do at your brony conventions. <laughs> that's, that's what they talk about. That's... You ever see, uh, yo, can we kill? Can no offense to any bronies that wa- listen to our show and then are avid listeners and fans of all of us. Oh, uh, no. They seem to like the kind who would, you know, just go around trying to get people to kill other people for fun. <laughs> is that what they do? That is exactly what they do. I went to one one time undercover. Like, and by undercover, I got one of those horse heads from Walmart. <laughs> uh,. And, you know, like, even though it's not a furry convention. One of the ones like, that definitely have lice in them. That's right, exactly. <laughs> but I'm bald, so it's you cool. You mean all of them. Um, they all have lice. You have body hair, though. Yeah, but not. Don't ask me how I know that. But it, Yeah, but the thing we is. We can I don't, get into you how, like, how lice works, but it's not going to I don't be a wear problem. a horse head on my body. How you seen these things? They just fit on your head. Yeah. And so, like, the lice are like, oh, this this is kind of arid. Like, this is desert, so I'm going to check out. Mm. Um, but, yeah, like, I wore that to a brony convention, which is, um, for whatever reason, because I got them confused with a furry convention, um, evidently they don't run around wearing horse heads at, so I was, like, trying to be undercover, but. They're kind of, well, no, they're not one and the same, but br- bronies do have fursuits. You know, there might be, a, there might be an overlap. Right. Wait, so bronies have fursonas? I've seen, I don't know if they have fursonas, but I've seen them dress up in, in yes, Casey, that is a real word that people use. <laughs> Everybody has a fursona. I saw that look on, like, what? You know, that's a thing. Everyone He's has really a fursona. really happy about that. Um, I, yeah. It's the it's, most amazing thing I've ever yeah, heard. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, it's like your alter ego and, and for, I've, I'm trying my bet. I really don't want to. Make fun of me furries. So while I was there, but, like every, every five minutes, some dude was like, hey, let's go kill somebody. Let's go kill gotcha. somebody. Gotcha. That's where all this was going. Okay. And you were like, geez, I haven't seen the Netflix show yet. <laughs> you got to work me up to it. Thank you, Betty, for that. That Trying to pull it back in. So the Netflix show we all watched this week, uh, uh, and that really is the premise. They Using uh, social compliance, they, tr- they try to see, can we get someone... To kill somebody, which sounds way bad. It's not as 
bad, but it's still pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Okay, so you sent me a text, and you were like, I can't watch this. I need a Xanax. I can't. <laughs> I can't do this. Yeah, it wasn't even, like, the premise, like, I was cool with, but it was just the the way they they get you, you know again you were t- talking about social compliance uh they sort of get this guy in this situation it's all set up it's this huge elaborate thing and uh the thing is though like to me like more than anything more than the like is he gonna follow along with this or that or this part of the pro- thing uh more than anything he's like these were just like ridiculously high stress situations uh, <laughs> and i was just like mm-hmm. i can't i can't i can't i can't i, I can't do this Oh my god! Uh, it was like watching like you know cringe humor, like The Office or something like that. I like, can't can't watch this. Oh my god! I felt uncomfortable. I my plan was I was like, man, I'm gonna come home from work Friday, grab some food. I'm gonna sit down. I'm gonna watch the push. And I was like, um, oh, I don't, I, I I feel unpleasant. Mm, I don't I don't feel nice right now. I felt great the whole the whole time watching. <laughs> I was fine. Now you're I'm, familiar with Darren Darren Brown. Yeah, man, I love him, but uh. My big thing is like, you know how when you watch something, sometimes you're like, I wonder if I would do that. I was like thinking I would be that lady that he would kick out of the experiment because I'm like, here, let's put vegetarian stuff on this. No, I get fired for stuff. This is like, <laughs> let me like run down the list of reasons why I've gotten fired because there's so much I won't do. I'm like, so like, no, uh, you can't make me do that. I am not doing no bad stuff to nobody if I or if I don't want to. And it's not even like the moral thing. It's just like, I don't know you. I feel like all three of I was thinking, would I do that? And then I was like, well, we're going to talk about tomorrow. Would Betty do that? Would Casey do that? And I feel like we're all on that same page of like, no, get out, yo, f- off. Like me. Yeah. Like, and I think that's the normal reaction watching that is like, you try to put yourself in that situation. And what I was thinking is like, I would have pushed the dude the first time, like at the very beginning when he had the cigarette. Yeah. It's like, you know what? I don't even, I don't like this guy that much. Murder. And it's like, that's not even the. You actually killed him. That would have you, run- you killed the dude. That would have run through my head, or I would have been like, "Let's all push him together." If I gotten that far, but let's all push him together. But like, because I get social compliance one hundred percent. Like when you're when you're out with people, and it's just easier to say yes, especially mm-hmm. like just like go with the flow and go with what everybody else is especially doing, especially if it doesn't hurt anything and there's yeah. really no no risk or penalty. Um, what they start off with is, and I've seen this done a hundred times before. The room with people randomly stand up, randomly sit down. So would you let me I guess let me spell it out. So there's a bell and whenever they ring the bell, the actors would stand up and they'd ring the bell and the actors would sit back down. They're not actors. The first three were. Mm. Yeah. They had to start them off. So My the bad. first three were the actors. Then they got the non actors to right. comply and then they took the actors out. So even in that scenario, would you guys stand up, sit down? Say right now I ring a bell. And I just start standing up. Well, that's a bad example. Yeah, I was going to say, that's a bad example. (laughs) Because I wouldn't do nothing you do, but in in that situation, that scenario. It depends. Like, if I would want to see why people were doing it, if that had crossed my mind. But if I didn't notice and, like, was like, I'm not going to do that just because. Like, I'm the kind of person that I specifically won't sit in the same seat every day in class. I will move around and sit in different oh, spots. One? Yeah, because. Then you sit in my seat? Because I don't. I hate that idea. Like, I hate the idea that there's an assumed way that we're just supposed to sit. Like, I, it was weird that they were all sitting right next to each other, too, because I would have probably sat. Way, way far away, too. I think they placed them. They okay. let them. They let them in, and we're like, "Here's yeah. your seat." Because you know? first off, that <laughs> that end seat away from everybody—that's my seat. Yo, this is me. I'm good over here, dog. 
Um, and what was funny is while they were doing this stand up sit down, they were filling out paperwork. Mm-hmm. And me, I was like, oh, would I do that? I was like, no, I know as a fact I wouldn't do it, not because I'm mentally stronger than everyone. I'm just lazy. lazy yeah. 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 You're not to stand up. What? No, I'm good. I Once I sit, I'm sat. <laughs> it also depends on, like, for me, I think it would depend on why I was there. Yeah. Like, the reason they were there is they were trying to sign up because they were they wanted to be w- considered for some type of show. And they so, knew that it was associated with Darren Brown. Did Okay. I think. Um, that being said, like, maybe, and you, you assume that there's a reason for it, but like, uh, like, oh, these people are standing up and sitting down when this bell comes. Maybe somebody came in and told them, like, you can't, you know, be considered if this or that. Mm-hmm. Now, if it was just like... Some other, like maybe they had information that you didn't have, mm-hmm. and that's, I guess, the natural assumption. Uh, but it, like, it's sort of like an interview type, pro- not an interview process, but basically trials and stuff like that. So yeah, there, there's a, there's a competition they're trying to, they're trying element. To qual- yes, yeah. they're trying to qualify for something. So that being said, I, I probably would do it. Like if you're at a job interview, yeah, and all the other job applicants are standing up. There's that pre- like, yo, I don't want to mess this, up. and that's. That's a theme through the whole thing. There's a like, I don't want to mess this up. I don't want to be the hole. I, you know, right. And but then to Betty's point, if you know Darren Brown, like, then you specifically kind of probably wouldn't want to do that. But then you have to go back and like 4D chess it and say, wait a minute, <laughs> if I don't do this, I'm not compliant enough for this show that he wants to do. Like, I mean, you obviously don't know that, but you know that there's some sort of, you would assume that there's some sort of trickery going on with, if you're going to be going for a show with a mentalist. I like the scenario they opened up with, um, cause I could see a lot of people falling for this one where you get a phone call from the quote unquote cops. And like, Yo, that's a pedophile. You got to take that baby, save the baby. You, you know, I, I would probably want to save a baby. I, I wouldn't. See, I have the most. Stu- I'm the most stubborn. I've like, God, I I cannot follow rules at all. Like, <laughs> I can't, and I'll do it willfully just to piss people off. I just I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that just because they assume that I'm going to. It's just like I've always been like that. So like, whenever that guy, whenever he called, um, the guy, I was like, guess information from the dude like don't just assume some guy that has your number <laughs> also theft <laughs> the police yeah <laughs> coming straight to your neighborhood i'm gonna but isn't there a movie based off a true story about where they did that it's called uh straight out of compton yeah it was um no not that uh where like this dude like prank calls like the this fast food place and has the manager like take this employee to the side or whatever and like she supposedly was had drugs or something like they stri- they strip searched this lady and I know that it's a movie, but I think it's also based on a true story uh, because I think it actually happened. And then, like, people went to prison and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, it was uh-huh. it was horrifying um, because especially because it, it may or may not have happened. Like, yeah. Actually, it's just so dumb. Like, I'm a cop. <sighs> Prove it. Like, I would, it, well, you know, when um, I mean, this is kind of weird, but in in um, I don't trust cops anyway. So number two thing. <laughs> Like cases ever, and our uh, uh, training at work about like if there's ever an active shooter and stuff, blah blah blah. You bar yourself behind a room, and one of the first things they tell us is someone's gonna knock on the door and say they're the police. Have them slide some ID under the door because you know that you don't want to just willfully open the door right in this bad situation. But it's in person you can do that. On the phone, people panic, you know, and it's like, ah, show me your. Send me a screenshot, you know. Right. The uh, the funny thing about now work training, they also say don't be a hero. 
right? And then it was like, not a problem. <laughs> uh, but anyway, as far as like the cop thing is concerned, it's like the thing about the, the, that phone call, and I guess if you're in a high stress situation, a lot of people don't think about this, but like he's like, all right, now to your left, we need you to go around. It's like, you can see this? All right. <laughs> what? How about you just come in and, uh, you know, take I mean, care like, of yourself? I'll watch the baby while you come in <laughs> and do, I'll, I'll watch the baby. Like, <laughs> I think for me, I would have. Because I would have taken the baby outside. Because, I mean, she didn't, she didn't even look that dangerous. Like, she's all the way on the other side of the uh, thing, officer. I can keep her busy. You want to come in and take the baby? I'll put her, yeah, I'll, I'll put her in a chicken wing and hold her down. And, oh, like, yeah. ah, what? Um, I would have taken the baby outside and then been like, okay, that I'm done. Like, because it was right at that point. They're like, now run down the street with this baby. And he was like, I don't feel uh-uh. comfortable. And, but then he still did it. This feels wrong. Um, I'll move. I'll be like, all right, I'm done. I did my part. Uh, we're outside. I'm leaving this baby here and going back to work. Like <laughs> Betty said, I got work to do. I got, you know, I had to, I'm going to get fired if I don't serve these pastries. I'm still waiting for my latte to come out. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I think you have a pro- You need to call somebody else. You know that uh, soy Thai. <laughs> Uh, soy chai, whatever latte is not going to make itself, you know. And now I'm going to usually go in and punch the lady in the face, <laughs> subdue her. Like, I don't know. I don't feel comfortable with this. Um, in the bigger, so that was the small scale to give you a demonstration of social compliance. Then they do the big prank. Um, the big prank. Oh boy, it was <laughs> such a prank, we like did a, a side prank splitter. On him. It was. <laughs> Super well choreographed with, a, you know, looks like a hundred people involved. Yeah, like uh, some celebrities. That's where they got me. So I was going to say, if David Tennant, David Tennant, Doctor Who, do something, <laughs> I'll probably do it. Same thing with Stephen Fry. If they both tell me to do something, it's like, all right, who do you want me to punch out? Robbie Williams was there. Like, yeah, it's like, I forgot you were alive. But- you second millennium? Go yeah. take this baby. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Doctor Who could tell me to punch one of y'all right now. Oh, well, yeah, it's the I, doctor. I would low-key kill somebody just if Stephen Fry asked me to. Yeah. I'd be like, you know what? You know better than me, Stephen Fry. <laughs> hey, he probably did something real wrong. I'd do it. The doctor, I'm more of a doctor fan than Stephen Fry also, too. He, he's not going to steer you wrong. He's a good person. Right. Why yeah. would he steer you wrong? He tried to help the, the dead kid at the broad church. Oh yeah, that's the you know he's in. Why also. would he? Why would he tell you to do something bad, Betty? What you said? You're familiar with Darren Brown. I never heard of him before this, to be honest. So what else has he done? What do you know him for? Or like him uh, for? There used to be this show that came on TV called and mind something with Darren Brown. You know how all those magicians are. They got to put mind or magic or fire in the gotcha. title of something, it. Something Darren Brown. Something Darren Brown. And I was like, who's this goatee dude with really intense eyes? And he just manipulated people into doing stuff based on, um, uh, based on like a lot of stuff that I study now in communication, which is really interesting. But, uh, He's a, he's an interesting dude because he grew up uh like his parents weren't religious but they sent him to like a really uh rigorous um 
religious school. I don't want to say which kind. Uh, and he, but that, regardless, that's a mind. Like, yo, we don't believe in this. Go learn about this. Like, wh- what? It's okay. yeah. And so one of the main reasons why he does all this stuff is to prove kind of how like stuff like social compliance, because he's an atheist now, um, and he's also uh, gay, which is why another reason why I used, I remember him is because I was like, awesome, a gay magician. That's so cool. <laughs> like, or a gay figure. Like, I had no idea. Um, but, uh, yeah, he, so that's one of the reasons why is he like, he proves like how little people just think, but that doesn't necessarily make them bad. They just kind of go along with what everyone is telling him to do. And he's like, it's actually very normal. Like this is how our society works. And so that's mainly how I got really interested in him. And that was his point in the push. He wasn't like trying to make fun of anyone for what they decided. It was, what would you do? Think more about this, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and I don't, I don't want to spoil the end. I want people to go watch it. Let, let's, so right. I don't want to spoil the ending. Would you guys recommend everyone watch it? We're on the same page there. I recommend some people who watch it. If you're interested in this kind of stuff. Yeah. If you're not, no, like <laughs> as simple as that. It's an hour long, which is the best selling point of it for me. Cause I was worried it was going to be many hours. Ooh. Yeah. They, they don't BS. It's here's the setup. Here's what's going on. And here's how we did it. I thought all that, a lot of the behind the scenes was interesting. And then, like you said, it's over. It's also really cool water cooler talk. And, like, get your, especially if you are, like, a you love doing that work and stuff. And just get your friends to watch it. And, because it's really interesting. It's, there's not any other shows out there. But it's not, like, stupid publicity to the level. It's, like, watch Michael Phelps beat a sharks or something in the water like it's not that dumb it's it does sound like it would be kind of like oh this is bullshit it's yeah. not it's really not it's interesting um because i mean they even do the like quality the, you know like 44 minutes till the push yeah. i'm like uh okay but 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 it works but it works yeah yeah um again the guy i work with he he just hypothesized he's like oh they might have made this for tv broadcast and then just sold it to Netflix, you know, because that looks like a commercial break. Mm-hmm. It's like it does, 45 yeah. minutes to the push. Uh, Frosted Flakes or blah, 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 blah. Like, oh, all right. What's that? That's kids' cereal. That would have ruined the experience. It really like, would. you get all deep and, like you said, anxious and the music's all dramatic and then, you know, Super Sucker Water Guns. Do they still sell those? Let's take a moment of appreciation for the... If it was going to be sold to like cable and like Britain or something, how much better they are at doing stuff like that? Cause that is an hour and then that's it. And then that would be it. Like in America, if we did something like that, it would be a season of 24 episodes. And in the middle, you find out that the guy is like gonna have to go like get the champagne or something. Next time on the push. Will he switch the vegetarian? Will he put the meat pastries in with the vegetarian? Yeah. Tune in next time on the push, the push, the push. So it's why does it come on morning radio? I don't. I don't know, but it does. And then like, (laughs) but then like they would go, and then they'd have like a really slow like country song in the background while they do like a talking head of the dude, and he's like, "Yeah, so I have this business back home, and uh, I really, I was really needing to." You know, do everything right for this fundraiser. You know, and that that would have been the show. Be like hashtag Gary, uh, Jerry on the push. Talk about Jerry. Is he going to be on the show? And then uh, it probably wouldn't even get to who was actually going to be cast on the show until the mid season. <laughs> that's, that's season two. Uh, I read something that Darren Brown did another one of those Darren Brown on TV mind screw things where he said he could flip a coin heads ten times in a row. 
And he did it, but the only the way they did it was he literally just kept trying and eventually got 10 times in a row like ah. after, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of attempts. Okay. And mm-hmm. they, they filmed them all. And it's like, yay, we finally got it. And all right. That's how he did that trick. I, ironically enough, once it was over, I was like, oh man, that was crazy. I was like, well, now I'm going to watch some TV. And, uh, Carbonaro effect was on. What is that? Uh, you don't know Carbonaro? He's on, no, uh, that's why I asked. Ah, you don't know Carbonaro, which he's, is why you asked the question. He's Ben Savage's brother. You come on. <laughs> <laughs> now everybody knows that. Um, no, he's on True TV. He's like a, Another mind screw magician, but he's kind of funny and does pranks on people. Um, it's like one, he made some popcorn pop using the, the <gasps> microwave. <laughs> wow. Two, but here's the thing. Here's, I was like, Oh, we've all seen that, but we've all seen popcorn pop. He didn't, he didn't burn it. But have you seen him not burn he it? He didn't burn it. Wait like a minute. He pulled the, poured the bag out. No seeds. What would have been no um, burn kernels? Really cool is if he had like my. Set the timer on it's the mi- microwave. It's mind freak. That's oh. the only allowed term now is mind freak forever. Everybody, mind freak. That's the only thing. He took it over and now it's here. It's- no, he popped the popcorn using a um, metal detector at an airport. And so he convinced people, can you walk through and pop this popcorn? And they're like, whoa. Really? But it was they obviously like, uh, okay. They were, and I think that's another show where they film it a hundred times and to find that one dramatic person. Because like my thing is like, oh, that's nifty. Peace. Yeah. All right, <laughs> man. Cool. Stuff like that just makes me go. Oh, so you just trick? Okay, cool. Well, bye. That was a nice trick, but I know you didn't really do it. But um, we're goodbye. all the three of us are so skeptical. <laughs> Oh, yeah. The only thing, like... uh, I mean, I would be like, yeah, but I wouldn't be like, whoa. I'd be like, thanks, man. That was really awesome. Oh, cool. All right. Like, the funniest thing to me is, like, with, like, as far as this kind of thing is concerned, is, like, the stuff that David Blaine does where... Uh, like for example, there's one with like him and like Ricky Gervais, and like Ricky Gervais is watching him like push, <laughs> push a needle like through his arm or whatever, mm-hmm. and so like the whole thing is is that it's David Blaine, so it's a trick, right? But it's not a trick, but maybe it is, but maybe it isn't. Mind freak, right? And so like Ricky Gervais is like looking, he's like, so what's the trick? And so he's like pushing it through, and like it just starts bleeding everywhere. And he's like, oh no, there's no trick. I'm just pushing a needle through my arm. And he's like, yeah, but. He's like, oh my god, that's so sick. And then, so that's just gross. Right. Like, that's just gross. But, like, the funny thing, like, to me is always, like, because David Blaine says it in such a weird. (laughs) First of all, David Blaine, like, David Blaine is a treasure. I'm going to push this needle through my. Oh, he's not Buffalo Bill. Let's go. (laughs) So, uh. I'm going to tuck it back. All right. Now, to really get in here, I got to twist this needle. Like, and so. He's great. But he also says it in such a, like, a nudge, nudge, wink, wink type thing where. Basically, you're never really sure whether he's doing a trick or if he's actually pushing a needle through his arm. And that's what I like about it, uh, is, is that whole guesswork. I thing. do think, like, I sincerely, honestly believe he pushed the needle through his arm, but I'm like, all right, you can do that if you know where to go. Right. But I guess it's you all know. about presentation and showmanship and uh, saying it weird and saying it weird, like David Blaine. Yeah. If, if Darren Brown is like just somebody that understands how to manipulate people, I think David Blaine is like just what a real life Shaolin monk looks like. His meditation is so insane that he can just be like, ah, I can slow down my heart rate and my breathing and 
everything. I lived cool. in this box for a week. Oh man, that that sucks. Yeah. yeah. Mind freak. What? No. <laughs> Right, I get it. You did it right on. And then he's like, uh, like the really nifty party trick where he like eats a champagne glass or something. It's like, uh, okay. He's like, yeah, I don't do it too much anymore because the t- I only do it on the right side and the, my teeth hurt now. <laughs> so like, yeah, that well, sounds that's a, about that, right. That's a neat trick, Mister Blaine. <laughs> yeah, that's more like, don't do that. I don't need to see that. That's not anything I wanted to see. It's like the the kid in in elementary school. That's like, yo, you clearly just want attention by eating the gross stuff. Yeah, don't, I don't, I don't support that, man. Don't. Uh-uh. Yeah, but when he starts I, floating, yeah. Well, that's, that's different. <laughs> that's different. Yeah. I have ascended. I got my Air Jordans on. Oh no, I I gotta go. What I really love for magicians is just freaking card tricks. Honestly. <laughs> Card tricks are solid. I love, especially because, like, card tricks is stuff that you can think of and, like, you can uh, elaborate on and, like, create, take the same type of trip and then trick and then add all kinds of stuff. I love, I never get tired of it because that takes, um, sleight of hand. And that's, you have, I know that you have to work on stuff like that, like that and misdirection so that you can convince people to look a different way while you do something else. Betty, right? I'm sorry. Can we give Casey a minute? That Air Jordan thing killed him. He's done. Oh. I'm still laughing He's still about cracking up about uh. Air, Air Jordan. Float in the air. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, don't apologize. What I like, <laughs> yes, you could always do some next level stuff with card tricks. It's like, oh, is yeah. this your card? And then it's like, oh, no, it's not your card. And do that like 12 times. And, and then, then a, the plane lands in Atlanta and the card's in the lavatory. Right, exactly. Yeah, I love that crap. The card was in your pocket. I'm like, oh, my God. And like, I really am a here, big... Here, take this Epicac. And then like they throw up. <laughs> like It's like... Rummage around through it. It's like, is this your card? It's like, how? Yes. Um, I am a big believer and proponent of, like, you know, it's a trick. You're, it's not like they're fooling you, but the magic is the disbelief of, you know, that moment of, wow, that's the magic. Your brain knows it's a trick. Right. But they still do enough to fool you. That's the brilliant thing about it is be like, if someone's unaware if it's a trick and you trick them, all right, that's cool. That's like sneaking up behind somebody and going boo. Like, all right. Yeah. You're going to startle them. Yay! But if they don't, if they already know it's a trick and they're already like kind of looking and analyzing and everything, and you're still able to do it, like yeah. then that's a little different. Heck, it kind of goes with a talk I've had with uh, our friend Aaron many, 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 many of times, where he's like, "You know, wrestling is fake, but you still root for the good guy and sincerely are happy when he wins." Yeah, uh, you know, it's that it emotion. Com- it exists. <laughs> it's suspension of disbelief. Exactly. So. That's what uh, one thing that's interesting about uh, paranormal stuff is the reason why people get so much more um, surprised or shocked or emotional when you're talking about like a paranormal horror film is because the suspension of disbelief that you give to the film heightens how your believability and your investment in it. Um, so like, whereas with like a thriller, you would get like maybe scared because you're like, oh my gosh, this reminds me of real stuff. But if it's like something like ghosts, you're like, okay, ghosts are real. That you, cause you tell yourself this, ghosts are real in this story or in this world. Mm-hmm. And so then you're in the world. And then like when, so when something really frightening happens, it feels even more heightened. And the funny thing about that is like, you're so invested in the fact that the ghosts are real. Like, there's going to be that, that skeptic on the movie. It's like, ghosts aren't real. And you're like, oh, dude, what are you talking about? I they totally, it. they totally are real. Mm-hmm. Whereas in real life, you're probably like, ghosts aren't real. I don't, I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm not signing off on the no ghost thing. I'm like, I, I mean, I don't know. A little bit of doubt. 
Maybe. Yeah. I've been to the Springer Opera House in Columbus. There's ghosts. Where? Upstairs. Oh, that's yeah. where they keep them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't keep them down where they they're have doing a their private... shows and stuff. Yeah, they have like their own private club and only ghosts can attend. Ghost club. Mind freak. <laughs> yeah, so Chris Angel. Oh, boy. How did I we don't... forget about Chris Angel? Or I did. When, uh, last time I went to Vegas, I think he was still the big Luxor thing, which is the pyramid one, and he does the trick where he's floating above the pyramid or something. Chris <laughs> um, Angel. It all makes sense now. What now about- it's just holograms, man. I'm like, yeah, I saw Tupac do that. What about, um, this might be going back. When did Copperfield make did- the Statue of Liberty yeah, disappear? Yeah, he do that a long time ago. Oh, I he hate did. those tricks. What, what was that oh, about? Oh, my God. I that hate was, those. um, they put a curtain in front of the camera and then moved the camera and then took the, moved the curtain away, right? Isn't that how that works? I don't really remember, honestly. I honestly don't know. I'm it really doesn't up. matter because it's so dumb. Like, you're not going to make the Statue of Liberty disappear, David Copper, you freaking nut job. David Copperfield to me is like the weirdest one of all. He's like so, like, unintentionally, unironically silly. They're all kind of weird. They're all kind of weird, but, like, David Copperfield is, like... <laughs> the leader of the right. weird magicians? Like, all right, going back to David Blaine, that's a weird dude, weird, right? Weird, yep. But he's sort of, like... he know, At least he's aware, self-aware enough to know that he's weird, and he oh, kind of yeah. plays into it. David Copperfield seems like he's weird and is oblivious. He's like, watch me, is that... Like, <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. That's cool. Yeah. I think that I wonder if a large reason why we think all these guys are weird is because we understand we pick up something about them that says that they are in some kind of way manipulating us physically or like suggestively trying to lead us to believe something from the get go. That very well could be the case. Just don't like trust some them. subconscious part of your mm-hmm. lizard brain that's like, yeah, wait a minute, something's not right here. We're just trying to use your fingers to like zap things is also very suspicious. Yes. Like, yeah, come I'm, on, I'm, David Copperfield, what do you? You don't have lightning powers. Yo, man, I saw the emperor do that. <laughs> no, uh, uh-uh, uh, no, no. Uh, Penn and Teller are cool. They seem all right. Like, yes. like cool dudes. Oh yeah, because their stuff is all like, uh, comedic in like prop based stuff a mm. lot. Well, they do like card stuff, <laughs> sleight of hand, yeah. sleight of hand stuff. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I lo- and the guys that like steal your <laughs> while they're talking to you, freaking love that. Uh, I'm nah, a sucker nah, nah, for that. Nah, nah, I love fighting. watching it. We fighting. Yeah. But if, but if it does happen, it's like, uh, <laughs> is this your teeth? Like, uh, <laughs> you know, uh. Uh, you I'm dropped gonna, something. Yeah, I'm gonna need my phone back, dude. I got my credit cards in there. I got a couple bucks. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh uh. That ain't fun. But what I really like is that Penn and Teller show where they like they have all the magicians come up and do it's tricks. About Penn and Teller mind freak. And they try to guess how the trick is done. Oh yeah, that is a fantastic show. And if you weren't already sold on it, Tony, I know I am. Okay, I've seen it. Okay, but for everyone else who doesn't know, um, after like the first or second season, they added Allison Hannigan. Yes, sir. I was like, well. Oh my! Now I have to watch it. No, I was already watching it, but in all sincerity, it is a very cool, very interesting show with like up and coming magicians and stuff. Because they just like they're like, oh yeah, you ain't got shit, man. Yeah. To like, like almost all of them, and then whenever there is somebody that can't figure it out, I'm like, yo, that's when you can tell they're legit. Because yeah. like, what, what cracks me up is like, like you know, because Teller's kind of a dick. Like that's kind of his person. Like I oh, mean, he's yeah. funny, but like he's like, um, maybe you have something back. Like, and then he's like, oh man, yeah. <laughs> they get upset when they can't figure it out. It's just kind of. Funny. Casey, can you look up what that show's called? Uh, Fool Us, maybe. Yeah, Pitt and Teller fool us. That's what it is. Um, and then as far as like, you know, weird ma- magician type things are concerned, like sometimes maybe, maybe they aren't actually that way. Maybe it's just, the, you know, that persona. I mean, that's how they make their money. Maybe they aren't just actually weird. 
Oh, no, I'm convinced these people are weird. Okay. Carbonaro, pretty weird. Um, yeah, or maybe it's just weird. another big sleight of hand. Do you guys remember um, the amazing Jonathan? He's a comedian. Yes, yes, he's kind of way back. Uh, yeah, I guess I don't even know what that dude's doing anymore. But dang, I love me some amazing Jonathan. That guy I'm, was great. I am lost. What is what is this? He's like this giant dude, and he usually he just like had this wild, wide-eyed stare, and was like very funny. Mainly a comedian, but like he did all these joke type um stuff where like his where his um magic trick would fail and somebody would get hurt like he had this assistant that was kind of like very ditzy and stupid and like a lot of i remember one time she got stabbed in the head like with a knife or something and her head her head was like her hand was like stuck to her skull um, classic jonathan to me he reminds me of, like a good carrot top that's for some reason, I was thinking about Carrot Top whenever she was describing it. Uh, I don't know yeah. why. Because he's, like, he's it's a not lot of props. Just props. That's what she said. Props. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, he has top. a lot of props, but he does more with it. You know. Let me not. Let me not hate on Carrot Top. I used to like Carrot Top. What? When I was younger, man, he, you oh, know, he okay. had the funny. He had the thing with the thing attached to it. He would tape stuff together, and it made it funny. Right. Uh, going back to the push, which again, I, I think people should watch. As I was watching it, and I talked about it last week off air, and it, as I was watching, it reminded me again of the game, pretty awesome movie, Sean Penn, Michael Douglas. If you haven't seen it yet, you still need to watch it. Let's say at the end you decide to push that person off the edge, right? And then like when it's all over, said and done, it's like ha, gotcha. It's like how how does that play out from there? Because uh, I would assume they take them all to jail. I would think so, too. It's like, all right, and all right, let's bring out Darren Brown. <laughs> all right, you actually did it. I can't believe that. That's kind of oh. crazy. And uh, here's Officer Mulhoney. We uh, weren't we're gonna... expecting you to kill somebody, <laughs> so... Uh, attempted murder. Book him. Take him away, boys. I just don't know how that's okay, even under the guise of you were tricked. Like, right. But then, like, also, like, the person, like, first off, I guess that there's, it's got to be a weird combination of feelings. Like, one, relief, I didn't murder someone, actually. And then, two, yeah. I would have murdered someone. If if I was, again, it all leads up to will you not, will you or will you not kill somebody? So, like you said, sake of argument, say I kill somebody, push them off a ledge. Oh, ha ha, it was fake. I would break down crying. <laughs> right. And looking for a greater good. Like, what have I become? I am a monster. Exactly. I have hit rock bottom <laughs> to have got to the point where I would kill somebody. And then, like, everybody's like, oh, no, no, it's okay. It's okay. No, it ain't okay. <laughs> no. I would kill somebody for a lot less on the show. Yeah. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, she's, she's not actually talking about the push. She's talking about, like, right here, right now. Oh, 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 gotcha, oh, gotcha. you want me to murder somebody? Let's go. Now, hold on, let's back up, because 30 minutes ago, you didn't have two minutes to save a baby. <laughs> like, nah, I got a job to do. I, I, I got to go to work. But you would just kill people. I just... wouldn't have abandoned the baby. I'd have been like, you you can come in here. I'll watch the baby. Gotcha. Make okay. sure she don't okay. try to stab it or something. But you're going to come in here and get gotcha. this baby. I'm not touching this baby. I don't touch babies. Name my baby. That's right. I was really curious about what Chris Angel was doing. Ah. And so I went to, I, he has a website and he sells Chris Angel things because, you know, he's Chris Angel. Like Christmas ornaments? Why not? He sells like mind freak things. 
he is still going hard in the mind freak. And this this is something that he has, which is really silly to me, is he has a mind freak uh, makeup kit. (laughs) Well, of course. Make those blemishes disappear. Yep. He... It's like the Bucky Barnes makeup like the eyeliner yeah. stuff. Is that right? I'm Chris Angel. That's the dude with the eyeliner. And the thing, yeah. And the thing is, is there's like many colors in this. It looks kind of like a Halloween thing. Do you you wear makeup? Is it a cool palette? Like, is it a like? Hey, no, it's not. not. It it's like he took Halloween makeup <laughs> and just... said, "Here is my mind freak." <laughs> it's just the label, oil base, just the like. You can be a clown or a vampire. He also sells pictures of him in the middle of doing uh, car tricks, but like just random parts, like him holding up the dollar bill before he he does anything with it. (laughs) Yeah, I need the whole trick. Like, oh, he's holding the 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 ace. Okay. What I wish he would sell is his really dope necklace that he has on, which is like a pair of handcuffs, little handcuffs that is actually a very long Tommy Wiseau level chain. Oh, that actually is pretty cool. Actually, can we find out if they're the same person? Has it been proven that they're not? No, no, no it is not. Same person, I believe it. Have you ever seen them together? No. All right, then. And even if you did, he's a magician. All he's right, then. He's a magician, so it could be another mind freak. I'm That's still not sure if Michael and Janet are two different people. So someone had an idea um, to start wrapping this shows up with uh, something we like from this week. I think I think that's awesome, because um, maybe oh. between the three of us liking something, someone will find one thing to go out and check out or enjoy as well. Um, I'll open up. I've been enjoying March Madness basketball, because it's March Madness, baby. Woo! Ric Flair. Yes. Is That's a, how much I liked it. Is Did, he a part of it? I wish. That's the only thing that could have made it better. But he, You know, he's selling his own suits right now. No, I did not know that. Yeah. We need to wrap the show up. <laughs> I got to get to JC Penney's. Uh, it, it probably is there. I don't know, but I'm willing to <laughs> guess that it's there. So, uh, is it WooWear? Sure. WooWear. So, uh, but no, March we'll Madness basketball, always fun. Did the number 16 beat the number one seed? Yes, that was um, last weekend. Buster. That was the first time a men's team did that. Um, but there's been all sorts of bracket busters and underdogs and Cinderella stories. And oh, cool. It's always just good, solid competition, good basketball. Awesome. The thing I like this week is a 2005 album, Nine Inch Nails, uh, called With Teeth. Uh, it come after like the Fragile, which wasn't received as well, which I think is still fantastic, but neither here nor there. Um, with Teeth, I would listen to it on loop, like, uh, along with Demon Days, uh, uh, while playing WoW or other, you know, stuff like that. Fantastic album, starts out with one of the sickest beats ever, um, and closes out with, like, this synth, dream pop, industrial rock fusion. Uh, I can't recommend it enough. We were just talking about you liking all that synth stuff from um, Annihilation, so I could only yes. imagine oh, yes. you're all about some Trent Reznor and oh yeah, I uh, love Trent Reznor. Who's his partner? Atticus Ross. Uh, Atticus. He does like on soundtracks. They do mm-hmm. soundtracks together. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I can't recommend it enough. Uh. I hate industrial rock in and of itself generally, but Nine Inch Nails is kind of an exception. But. Um, you might be interested. Hollywood uh, Reporter does these hour-long roundtables that are 
phenomenal um basically what they do is they'll get like all of for instance all of the uh nominated directors or like people that they consider like the best directors of the year and they will literally just sit in a round table discussion and talk about filmmaking and they do that with composers all the time and um trent reznor the one the ones i've seen with trent reznor always really interesting because he's like oh man yeah i'm just busy i go do all this stuff all this tours and stuff and then we go in and make a brilliant soundtrack like it's nothing yeah the dude is like yeah like he's got more energy than like any three people that i know like i don't get it and for those who don't know nine inch nails is literally it's really just him he composes every part and then gets people to come play for the tour, yeah, but he, he writes and composes every instrument part for it. Right, and the fun, funny thing, like, I don't think he does this anymore, but he used to play every instrument and then just overlay the mm. tracks, and I always thought huh. that, that was super impressive, because he, he was literally everything yeah. in the band, yeah. like, for decades. Betty, what did you enjoy this week? Um, My big thing has been getting ready for this uh, wrestling show on Sunday. Um, It's like this... Japan, New Japan in America, um, and they're gonna be fighting a bunch of like Ring of Honor people, and there's like all these storylines coming up that I'm really excited about. Um, a big thing that happened this week is that Daniel Bryan just got cleared to wrestle again, and he I saw that I he saw actually that. retired like 2016 because he had like a bunch of concussions and stuff, and he was having seizures um, whenever he would hit his head and stuff. So. Uh- Again, my buddy Aaron, who mentioned, we have him back on the show because I mentioned him a lot. Him and Clayton. Uh, Aaron's a huge Daniel Bryant fan, and so I know he's yeah. excited. Cool. I think that is it. You can't really. Where do you go after flipping? Yeah, yeah you, I, you, you can't. All right. If you like.